player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 152 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm your host here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother's one. How are we doing? Fantastic. Uh, still getting used to the Playroom Recording Studios. We'll figure it out. It's a work in progress. We need our uh, own lighting expert. Kevin Coelho. Or just somebody to just not... We're trying to figure out the lighting. Let's just say yeah. that. You can probably see the shadows. You probably saw them last time. When we were in the pool house recording studios, we had rocks in the background. Yeah, they just faded away. So it all just, it just, we could just do a green screen and just put the rocks in the background again. But I like our decal. I do like the decal. It is pretty sweet, I must say. It looks good. If you want to see, you can go over to youtube.com slash two player co-op <laughs> where you can check out the two player co-op podcast where every week two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the video with your friends and family and all that other stuff. Also, if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash two player co-op. You can do the thing. No, I can't remember. No, it counts. Yeah. Uh, just like our two player co-op producer, Steve Appleton did, as well as our two player co-op affiliates. Wow. Wow. Logan Wilkinson, James Solar, and Nick Schifani. Thank you all so incredibly much. It really means the world to us. Like, honestly, uh, I don't know when Mario is going up, but we did one more uh, Mario Maker 2 Let's Play. You Maybe it's already up. I don't know. Editing's hard. Uh, but for the first time, we did a green screen Let's Play, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, Let's Plays are fun. Anyways, I just, I've wanted a green screen for a while. We kind of figured it out. Again, this whole thing's a work in progress. We're going to figure out very much what we got to do. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. just stay stay not wrinkled and we'll be happy. Um, also, I got a new shirt. Shout out to NBA Jam. Sean got a new shirt, which is pretty fun. If you want to see that, you should just go to Facebook. Whatever I says. <laughs> Facebook. Whatever. It's dot com. <laughs> Facebook.SeanKevin. It's part of a long con uh, present for our mom for her birthday, uh, her 73rd birthday. We've wanted to recreate a picture from our childhood for a very long time, and we did that. We got stared at by all the locals in Kyrville saying, who are these ninjas that are trying to rob a church? (laughs) Also, why are they standing on the road taking pictures now? Um, But it was all worth it in the end. (laughs) We literally we, we, cracked me up. we pulled into a church because we were gonna we thought there was bushes and stuff to recreate this picture, and then we're like, "There's nothing here." And as we were pulling out, this guy who's obviously like volunteer security for this church or whatever was like looking at me as I drove by in my ninja shirt and my headband and everything. He's like, "What the hell's going on?" And then he saw Sean behind me. He's like, "Whoa, ninjas <laughs> are gonna rob us!" So we just drove through the church parking lot, back out to the road, and. When we got out there, he followed us down a block before we parked, got out, and did our photo shoot next to the the shrubbery and the bushery and all that other stuff. And it was just (laughs) hilarious. Like, yes, we look like criminals, of course. Um, But shout out to mom. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad we finally recreated it. Something we've wanted to do for a long time. Yes. Speaking of illegal, I got pulled over for a speeding ticket for the first time in 15 years. I couldn't believe that. On the way to mom's birthday dinner. I did not think it had been that long since you had gotten pulled over. It's been forever. 15 years ago. I was a young man. I didn't have kids. He got kids. Well, 15 years ago was what? You were still in college. 
Yeah. I think I've only gotten... I don't think I've had any speeding tickets since I've been here. I've been pulled over once, and I got off. And I think I only got one speeding ticket. I bet I've had one speeding ticket in the last 10 years. Hmm. But I had, like, probably two or three. Well, probably two in, like, five years before that. So the only thing that was on my record, he's like, wow, usually you're not... I don't find 37-year-olds with only one thing on the record. I was like, I know I'm pretty good. I get that. The last thing on my record was I think eight years ago when I was having my heart issue when I drove myself to the hospital when I was having AFib which I didn't realize at the time drove myself to the hospital I was a block away from the hospital and I could tell I was about to pass out and the light was like yellow when I get there it's going to be red but I was like I have to go through this or I'm going to pass out and probably just like saunter out into traffic and get hit by a car and probably die so I ran the red light. I got to the hospital. When I got out, Jess got there right before I did. When I got out, I basically collapsed. They had to put me in a wheelchair and bring me in. I had AFib for 24 hours. It was fine. Um, it really was fine. I'm not just being stupid. It was fine. But then they got me on camera. Germantown did running a red light. And the only t- the time I got pulled over before that was like two or three <laughs> years before that when I just didn't put my new sticker on my license plate for registration. I had it, but I didn't put it on. So I had to go to court and it got thrown out, whatever. Dad's saying you got to go to court and fight this. Cause, so I got pulled over doing 39 and a 20, which sounds really bad. Except <laughs> normally this road... Double the speed limit. Normally this road is a 30, but because it's right... So if you get out of Jess's school, you go down Center Street to 72. They're doing all that construction yeah, there yeah. where they've dug up the roads. They changed it from 30 to 20, and I swear I didn't see anything. That guy was just waiting right there. It's where Jess's friend also got pulled over there the other day. Like, there, it's a speed trap at this point. But the guy's like, you know, hey, yeah, you know, enjoy Olive Garden. Say happy birthday to your mom for me. I'm like, I won't. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. I won't, but I'll fight it. It's fine. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um... Before we get into everything, we know there's a state of play happening this week. We know they're going to talk about Last of Us 2. I assume we're getting the release date. Looks like it's going to be February 28th. We're recording this Sunday night, so we have not seen it yet, obviously. I don't know if this is going up Tuesday or Wednesday, but just know whatever happens in the state of play, we'll talk about it next week. That was a lot of words. Um, something important that happened for us this week, Eli Manning was officially benched. I didn't know how he felt about it, and then we won the game. And the kid looked pretty damn good, I must say. I would say everything now is very much justified. However, even if we had lost this game, even if Daniel Jones looked average, is this a tweet you deleted? It's still the right move. Yeah, but but again, like, why not just? It sucks, but like, it's it's time. But shouldn't we have just cut Eli in the off season? And say, Probably, but we draft just because we screwed that up doesn't mean, well, we no, no, play no, no, Eli. I know. You know. But I yes, think to I be agree. fair to Eli, we should have just said, you're a free agent. Go see if you can find somewhere to play. Yeah, but he still could. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of teams that need a quarterback right now. Yeah, but he's he's saying he's not going to waive his no trade clause. Well, that's on him. That is true. <laughs> yeah, he's correct. <laughs> he's correct. Uh, it was a very emotional week for me. I thought I was about to do like this, like nine, 10 tweet long tweet thread of thoughts on Eli. But I was like, there's no, no one cares first of all. But I'm like, I know what I think about Eli. He's not going to read it. So I don't need to tweet this, but like the guy is everything I could have asked for. And I would have, I would not have traded him for any other quarterback 
from that time period, period. I wouldn't trade him for Brady, Romo, Rodgers. That is my, not to quote T.O. or anything, that's my quarterback. Like, I would not have traded him for the world, and I will always be grateful to him. He's my favorite football player of all time. And it just, it, it sucks. It's obviously it was going to end all things end, obviously, especially in sports. But, like, I don't know. I couldn't, we couldn't have asked anything more of him and he's handled it perfectly. Like I knew he would. Um, he's, he's, he's the best. Yeah. I mean, total class act. Um, it sucks for him, but at the same time, like it's a business. It was yeah, definitely time to move on. And, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that was my stomach. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> and now that Jones had a great game and actually won, it's like, and it's not all, I mean, the stat line, he played a great game. But I think beyond that, it's just, it's the untangible, intangibles. And it's just, you could tell the team was just different. Everybody yeah. was revitalized and like it, it had to be done. Um, I don't think any Giants fan is gonna. You couldn't have asked for anything more out of Eli. Um, it sucks, but I do think it's it's it was time. It was time to move on. It yeah. was probably time a few weeks ago, yeah. a few months ago, maybe. But it is what it is. Um, but it's nice to be excited for the future of the Giants again because I was excited when we drafted Saquon, but I was like. But the rest of the team so Yes. Yeah. And as much as I will never, ever, ever say that we should have taken... No. Darnold. No. Darnold. Way. Like, absolutely not. But you need a quarterback yeah. to run the team. And you cannot pass up on a once-in-a-generation player like Saquon. But now we have that quarterback, too. And it's like everything... No matter how good Saquon is, everything is built around the quarterback... I think we have something to actually build on going forward. And it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yep, I agree. You know what else I was looking forward to? What's that? The Sega Genesis Mini. So I got this bad boy Thursday when it came out. Um, I played it Thursday night. Let me see. What games did I play? I played Columns, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Wily Wars, Monster World 4, Shinobi 3, Sonic, Sonic 2, Street Fighter 2, Streets of Rage 2, Super Fantasy Zone. That game's weird. Virtua Fighter 2. (laughs) I can't wait to see that. So I played 12 of the 42 games already. Oh, and Tetris. That's not even Tetris and Darius. So I played 14 of the 42 games all on Thursday night. And... So I got this thing. I also got the I got two six button controllers. Stay tuned. We're going to be playing through not every game on this, but we're going to be playing through some of the games on this. There's a lot of games on this that we've wanted to do let's plays of for a long time, but it just never worked out. Now with this thing, we're good to go. I love this thing. Um at first though when I plugged it up, so I plugged it up downstairs in my living room. I got out my 25 foot long HDMI cable. I was like the kids are in bed. It's great. Got my six button controller. Plug it in. Boom, 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 way over here, plug it in next to me, six-button controller, turn on the TV, 
oh, I hear the music hit from the menu, and it's like, this is Yuzo Koshiro designed this. This sounds so good. It's awesome. Let me play Street Fighter 2. Hit it. And as I'm going through the menus and stuff's moving, I was like, something looks weird. That's weird. And as soon as I start playing, I jump with Ryu, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? It's like, like I was explaining to Sean the other day, it's like Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. When you do a super move, you got the shadows behind you. That's everything in this, whenever anything moves. And I was like, oh my God, my Genesis Mini's busted. Maybe it's just that. Maybe I got to turn off, turn it back on. That didn't fix it. Okay, let's play Sonic 2. Start moving with Sonic 2. Everything has shadows. The rings, Sonic, the enemies. I'm like, what is happening? Oh my God, my Genesis Mini's busted. I still don't know what it is. To this point, it has to be some kind of motion blur setting or something on my Samsung in the living room. I finally said, the hell with this. I got to figure out if this thing's actually... And then I tried another HDMI cable as well. Didn't fix it, so I'm like, okay. So I go took it in the kids' room where they have their Xbox, and I plugged it up there. Perfect. Pristine picture. Absolutely perfect. So clearly, there's nothing wrong with the Genesis Mini. It's a me problem. It's something with my settings on my TV, but the way I've got it set up, it's like when I turned game mode on a long time ago, there's a lot of settings that I couldn't change for some reason. And motion, everything related to motion blur is just grayed out. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. Am I going to play it on the big screen a lot? Probably not. I really got this just so I have it and so I can we can do Let's Plays and everything. But then when I took it out to the kids and I played it out there, it was perfect. Everything looks great. Um, I uploaded a little video for Sean just when we were testing out some stuff with the green screen. Green screen. So we could see it, Street Fighter Two Champion Edition, Special Champion Edition, excuse me. It's perfect. It's exactly how I remember it. It feels so, perfect. It feels so good on the six-button controller. It's phenomenal. Uh, Monster World 4 was a lot of fun. This game's like a side-scrolling. It's like what Zelda 2 should have been if it didn't suck. Um, Sonic 2 is a blast. Chemical Zone, I started having flashbacks when we did the Versus episode, and I kept drowning and stuff. And then there's oh, yeah. the bridges that fall, and I was like, nope, I'm done. I don't even want to play this anymore. I played Sonic 1 a little bit. Um, Tetris, like people said, it's garbage. It is horrible. It looks like it's like 2-bit graphics. It's horrible. And there's no way to just drop the blocks down. You have to just hold You have to hold down so it does a do-do-do-do-do. But you can't just have it go bink and just go down. Hmm. Um, Darius, this other game that was on there, never released here. It's fun. It's a side-scrolling shooter. Thunder Force 3, I don't think I said that. I played that for a little bit. That was fun, too. Um, what else did I play? Columns was fun. I, I completely forgot about Columns. So Columns is not like Tetris and not like Dr. Mario. It's probably more similar to Dr. Mario, but the only thing you can do, you cannot move blocks. You can't flip them horizontal. They come down vertical, three jewels, and you just flip the order of the jewels. Okay. So you have to match three... Horizontal, horizontal, I almost said horizontally, horizontally, vertically, or you can also go diagonally, which I didn't remember. Hmm. You can turn hints on, so as you're getting used to playing this, it'll like you'll when the when the gem starts falling, you'll have uh, some of the things at the bottom will start to blink to show you like, hey, if you land something here in the right order, you can get rid of these gems. Okay, and it was a lot of fun. Jess saw it and she kind of wanted to play, but I was like. Yeah, you can play. And then she just read a book or something. <laughs> um, what else? Gunstar Heroes. It's uh, Spoiler alert. It's going to be the first Let's Play we do here. I That game is just as good as I remember it. I think it's my favorite Genesis game ever. And just playing it for like 20, 25 minutes, I was like, yep, this is exactly how I remember it. It's beautiful. It's so much fun. The only thing, 
I don't know. I think we almost have to when we play this. I think one of us has to be fixed aiming and the other one has to be run gun. I think it helps, yeah, to have one of each. Because when I got to the boss of the rail cart level, when you start going yeah. vertically, this thing like will go boom, boom, boom. And if you, you have to either aim down at it or when it gets above you, you have to aim up. But if you're aiming up, you're moving your cart unless you have fixed aiming. So that boss becomes incredibly difficult if you can't just stay still and pepper him. Right. So we need to remember that when we do the Let's Play. Um, what else? Oh, I played Streets of Rage 2. That was a lot of fun because it's Streets of Rage 2. Uh, Wily Wars. I played Mega Man 2 a little bit. This game's really pretty. You need to try that. I saw it on YouTube a while ago, and that was the first time I had not realized that this was like a remake. I thought it was just a port. Yeah. And it was just going to look like the NES, but on Genesis. I didn't realize they redid the graphics yep. and stuff. So I'm definitely interested in that. I want to try that out. It looks really cool. The opening for Mega Man 2, you know, you're going up the building and stuff, but it's with a little bit of extra pizzazz. Like you can see more of the city in the background and stuff. It's so cool. The soundtrack sounds great. Shout out to the Genesis. You only played this in North America if you either emulated it or if you had Sega Channel. I don't think we ever played it on Sega Channel. Maybe we didn't have the channel so. long enough to play it. Probably but, not. Um, yeah. But this thing is everything I wanted it to be. Um, I didn't play Beyond Oasis. I, I want to get back to Kid Chameleon. I don't know that I would go so far as to say this is the best mini console. I think that's tough because I do think as much as I love this thing, I think the lineup, I think the lineups on the S NES and the NES are better overall. Like I can see my kids... I think they would rather play either the NES or the SNES just because of either Mario 3 or Mario World, period. It's much more fun, much more fun to play those two players than it is Sonic. Um, you got Street Fighter on both of them. Streets of Rage 2, I don't think Final Fight, no, Final Fight wasn't on the SNES. So you got to beat them up here. You got some of the, uh, uh, one of the best RPGs ever made in Fantasy Star 4, which is another reason you need to get this. Road Rash 2 would be fun. Earthworm Jim's great. That wasn't on the SNES. We also got Dynamite Heady. And uh, is Rystar on this? Our, nope, no Rystar. Oh, man. I thought it was. But it's awesome. You're definitely going to see some Let's Plays here. And I think even the bad games like Virtua Fighter 2, just to exp Like, I played one fight and I was like, I see why they're calling this Virtua Fighter 2 because I can pick a cure and go like forward, forward kick. And he does the, like the double kick thing. It's just weird when it's side scrolling and it's all sprites. It's just so weird. This is not hashtag not my Virtua Fighter two, hmm. but overall I'm happy I got it. I'm happy I got the the two six month controllers. I do still think Special Champion Edition plays better than Turbo. When you've got the the six button controllers, they're they're perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Interesting. Yeah, I had a blast with it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. I had blast processing with it. But there's something else we really want to talk about this week. Not a whole lot of news. So let's just rump, rump, rum? jump right into it. Sean. Yes. A little game came out this past week called The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I've only played this game through the third dungeon before, like an hour and a half or so. Uh, I'm now through the fourth did i beat the fifth well no i beat the fourth dungeon but i also beat the color dungeon last night um i'm assuming you beat it today 
I didn't play it at all today. I okay. Was, so you're on the last dungeon or I'm on the last the last musical true instrument dungeon. Yeah. Okay. But I well, but I mean I haven't even I finished seven. I haven't done anything after okay. that. I'm not even I don't know where where to go, but yeah, the next one will be the last one. What do you think about Link's Awakening? We have both been more hyped for this than any other game this year for sure. What do you think so far? Honestly, it's kind of not really doing it for me. Uh, I'm just kidding. I was gonna. Uh, I was like, <laughs> is he doing a bit? Like this is not. No, not I love it. But in all seriousness, what I will say, the only kind of negative thing I can say is that it is very much, very obviously a remake of a an old game and i don't really know how else to really describe it but there are things that you're like this seems weird like some of the puzzles and some of the designs i don't know there's some stuff about it that it's like it screams a game that is 25 plus years old that has just been i mean i don't even want to say up res redesigned it's weird because they have like as i'm playing through this there are things that i'm like like it is literally a basically a shot right for, for sprite yes like it is a direct remake like i'm seeing some of these levels and i'm like i remember this exact room there are a yeah. lot of things that i'm like this is directly from the game boy version um it looks beautiful i love the graphics and i didn't think i would it looks like and i think you put it best it looks like a diorama like mm-hmm. it looks like a very like it looks like real life it looks like a real life version of little of i don't know it's so i don't know how to put it but like it's beautiful and i i didn't think i'd really care for the graphics um but i love it um i'm going to try to even though there's no platinums i'm going to try to 100% this game and i'm going to have to look online to even figure out what that means i know at least all the heart pieces and all the seashells, seashells guess that's really the main two things um i'm only one i've got the whole map uncovered okay. and i don't know what item i'm gonna get in the eighth dungeon but and i don't know if it's gonna be something that will allow me to even though i've uncovered the map i don't know if it's something that'll let me go places i couldn't before but i've gotten i think there's 50 seashells yeah and i've gotten 15 of them and i've been everywhere on the map like i'm barely i don't know how many you've gotten but i don't have many i've got 11 or 12 yeah so i'm a ways away from getting all those um so i did look up it's exactly what i wanted because i was like what is the point of these seashells do i even need to worry about these so i looked it up last night before i passed out went to sleep you get like the equivalent of the master sword yeah. if you beat it i mean if you well, get if you get 40 oh it's not even all of them so if you get 15 and you go cash them in then you get the thing that beeps when you're on the screen with one Oh, uh, see, that's going to be huge. When you get to 30... I actually, I don't think I'm at 15 yet. When you get to 30, you get uh, like an extra tile or something you can use in the dungeon chamber. Have you done that at all yet? I did like the one... The, I haven't the even one, done it because I was like, I just want to play the game. So I'm wondering, because when they saw... I saw, I read the sign, it's like, uh, Dampy's Hut mm-hmm. that way. I'm like, wait, Dampy's in this? And I don't know that he was in the original. I could be wrong. I don't remember, yeah. Like, maybe they added him to the DS or DX version. 
there's a lot of similarities between this and Ocarina. Yeah. Between like Marin and Terran and oh, Malin yeah. and Talon. Like there's a lot of, you get an Ocarina. There's a lot of similarities. I don't remember Dampy being in this. So I'm, I could be wrong. Maybe he was and I've just forgotten. And they're like, hey, this is a cool character. Let's go ahead and put him in Ocarina of Time also. I don't think that's how it went, but I could be wrong. But you go to see him and he's basically like, here's, you go to see him to do the dungeon creation stuff. And I don't know how it works in general, but for the first one, he's like, it's kind of, it's very much tutorial. So I don't know how you gather, I don't know how you get the rooms. Right. I had a decent amount of them. And it's like, when you do it, it's like, here's you, you start here. Uh, the boss is here, and then there's like one other room that he put on there, and you okay. basically build the rest. You got to make it all connect, but it's very. Um, they make sure that when you do it, they like color code it green or red if you have any errors. Where if you've got like okay. a locked door here, <laughs> but no no key. In either no key or a way that you could possibly screw it up by using a key here that does not lead to another key. And therefore, if you go through this door before that door, you'll never find another key. So they make sure you can't screw it up. Um, I don't know what all comes of it. Uh, I'm... I've got to assume there's got to be something that's worth it, but it's kind of like the seashells where by the time I'm going to get 40 of these things... I will have probably already beaten the game or I'm ready to go finish the game. And it's like, well, what do I need a powerful sword for at this point? So where it's really just you're trying to 100% the game and regardless of what you get from it, who cares? It's nothing yeah. that you'll need at that point. Um, I just don't know that we're ever going to see a full-fledged Zelda maker. I think there's so much more that goes into a Zelda level. You need to just be able to put level, put rooms down and customize everything inside of there. This is I, I still think this is more of a It certainly of wouldn't work in this style. Right. But just in general, like when you start building these levels, you see how much goes into Oh, wait a minute, if I've got this locked door, I need to make sure you have a key. Yeah. But if there's two locked doors and I only have one key and you go through this door instead of that door, and now you've wasted your key and there's not another opportunity to get another key, so you can never open that door. There's just a lot of things like that. I think it could be done. I don't know that we're ever going to see a Zelda maker. Yeah. Um, that being said, overall, I love the game. It's exactly what I wanted. Um, a lot of it comes back to me, like the names of all the levels. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The seventh one, I kind of remembered. And then there's something cool. As much as I hated that dungeon, there's a cool thing that happens during that dungeon. Then once I saw it, I was like, Oh, I remember this. Like yeah. it was, there's so much of this game that's coming back to me as I'm playing it. Whereas I would have thought, I don't remember anything about this game, but once I actually see it again, it's like triggering all these things in my head and it's great. I love it. Yeah. Everything that I played through in the first three dungeons, cause that's all I did on the game boy, um, emulated, whatever. Uh, it all looked familiar I mean, obviously familiar, but completely different. Um, I love this game. You know, I was streaming it last night. Go to twitch.tv uh, slash two player underscore co-op. Um, sorry, the video was funky. We'll try to figure that out. Um, but yeah, this game is absolutely beautiful. The music is 
perfect. Um, the the one scene that stuck out with me was when Link and... Did you like the music in the color dungeon? I couldn't barely hear it because I was oh. streaming it. It was... I don't know if you said anything because Brittany got home right around the time yeah. you were playing that, so I was talking to her, but it is Zelda 1 dungeon music. Is it really? Do, 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 I couldn't... Do, I had it so... Because I was so do, freaked out about streaming it. I was like... Do, oh. do, do, do. It's, Can it's I replay so it? <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if you can go back and be like, you know what? I don't want the blue tunic. I want the red. Or I don't want the red. Yeah. I want the blue. I don't know if you can play 30 in and change it, but... I mean, if you go back and watch the video, you can hear yeah. it. Yeah. But it's so good. Um, I like when you go into the mysterious forest, the the way that they did the effects there with every, like, the clouds hanging over yeah. everything. It's like, that's probably, in my mind, this is what A Link to the Past looked like <laughs> 28 right. years, 27 years ago, whatever it was. Um, I think my really, my only complaint with this game is... And I've said this in other Zelda games too. If I open a chest and I get five rupees, I don't need you to say, wow, you got five rupees. These are five rupees for your wallet. And like you got you five get a rupees. Compass. You found the compass. Guess what this Pause. does? I'm like, now there's a new feature and it'll ding when there's a key nearby. Pause. They should put something. And back to the game. They yes. should put something in this game to say, have you played Zelda before when you start it? Yes or no? Yes. It's fine if it pops up the first time. So now you know the compass isn't just a compass. It also will ding when there's a key in the room. You should tell people that. You should tell them that one time. Yes. Not every freaking time. And every, every time, time I get a key, guess what? You got a small key. You know what it can do? It can open a door. And I, on the stream last night, I was doing the same. I was like, I know. I freaking know. And I know what the courage of Acorn, the Acorn Curd thing does and what the power stone thing. I, I know what they do. I get it. Please stop telling me. There have been times where I'll have like a piece of power or an acorn or whatever on the ground. And I'm like, I'm not going to get it. Yes, I purposely avoided it because I'm like, I just don't care to read about what it does. Like, And I just left it. That's my one main complaint. I do see some. I know everybody's been talking about the the frames per second. I I know what they're talking about. I've seen it. I see it, but I'm like, it's usually if you either go. It's really when you go from one area of the map to another. If you go from like the mysterious woods to is it Mabe or Mabe? How do you say the village? Do you know? Mm, it's probably Mab Mabe, but I always say Mabe. When you go from the woods to the village, when you when it like pops up and says Mabe Village or Mabe Village or whatever, it stutters a little bit, yeah. but then you and keep then walking fine. and then it's fine. Like it's yeah. not that. I think people that are complaining about that are really just looking for they yeah. they just want to hate on the game. Uh, 2D Zeldas are always my bread and butter, and this is my bread and butter. Oh, the only other one of the other complaints I had. Um, that crane game sucks. Really? I had no problem with it. I think they, I they, missed something my first try, and then the second time, I thought I missed it, and it grabbed it, and I was like, oh. And it fell far okay. enough or something? Well, it picked it up, and you could see, I think it was the heart piece, and you could see it, like, bouncing around, and I'm yeah. like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, but it took it the whole way and dropped it. I was like, oh, okay. So I assume once you pick it up, you've got it? No. I had two things oh. fall out on the way over, and I was like, "This is." Oh, I used okay. eighty or ninety rupees in this stupid game to get like the thing, the to get the Yoshi. I only did it. Heart I piece. got the heart piece, the Yoshi, and there's two other things. I think. there's only one other thing that I cared about. I don't even remember what it was at this point, but like, oh, it, the shield. I think it was a shield. Well, no, you get your shield in the house when you wake oh, up. Oh yeah, that's right. 
there is a shield in there, but that's on the one that moves at the right, back. Right. So those, yeah, but I ignored that. There's yeah, two in the back that. that I didn't even care for. It's like for. a purple rupee. It was the, the three stationary ones, and I got them all. But I got the go three out, within four tries. If you go out and go back in, there's new stuff, though. I just can't remember uh, what I got. Okay. Um, but I hated that. That was annoying. But the side-scrolling parts, too, super fun in this. I love it. It's just it's so Nintendo. It's just there's Goombas, and there's Piranha Plants, and all this other stuff. Link's yeah. jump is super weird when you're side-scrolling. Yeah, it's like, wow. <laughs> It's like, it's weird, but I love those parts. Um, I think this game has the easiest boss. The bosses are fun. None of them are difficult, but they're just fun. But I do think the anglerfish, the easiest boss. Oh, that was, I don't even think I got hit. That's what I'm saying. I was like, what else? I I was streaming it last night. I was like, what else is going to happen? Is this guy like he's going to turn the lights off or something? No, it's like. I see your little light. I'm gonna boom, boom, boom. You send your little fish to me. Okay, slash, slash. Go back to hitting you. It's like the easiest Zelda fight I think I've had since the Aquamanus in Dungeon One of Zelda One. One thing I will say that I like is, and I, this is similar. I think they did it on purpose because it is very similar to the original. I love how broad a swipe you have with your sword. Mm-hmm. Like it covers a lot of area. And it the, reminds me of Link Between Worlds. Yeah, like your sword is like the size of you, yeah. and it covers like a ninety degree angle. Like it's a nice broad. I like it. It's, it makes it makes everything easy to. Well, and it's so nice too to be able to play this game with analog controls, so you can aim not just yeah right down up left. I don't even. I was doing the wrong directions. So right, like you can. But you can hook aim. shot diagonally and stuff. Yeah, I haven't got the hook shot yet. I assume I'm close because I got the fifth dungeon next. 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 I wrote down what I need to do. Oh, oh I've got the ghost following me now. Okay. And I was like, there's this place where it looks like I should be able to jump over, but every time I run and dash, Link just goes... That was one of my things. Like, I don't want to nitpick, but I was going to say that. Can I jump over? It's like now that you've got the dash and the jump, you can jump over like three blocks. And then when there's like a three block river, you're like, oh, I can jump over that. Then whenever you do it, he only just... He just goes miraculously. He, goes he decides down. to only drop jump one block, and you can't make it. And it's like, well, it's so. Frustrating. If you don't want the player to be able to jump over that, make it four blocks wide or Correct. whatever. Just make it wider. Don't be like, nah, your jump doesn't work here. Like that drove me nuts. I did that. That's when I finally stopped streaming last night. I was like, I died. I didn't die, but I jumped in there like five, six times. I was like, okay, I'm done. That's it, night, y'all. I'm just done. Clearly, I'm not supposed yeah. to jump over this thing. I don't know why, because clearly Link can make this jump. I've made jumps much longer than this in the dungeon before yeah. in other places. But overall, I'm not ready to say where it ranks for me this year. Again, I'm only probably halfway through. Um, I assume by the next time we podcast, I will have beaten it. At least that's my plan. Um, But I love it. I absolutely love it. I've only played it on the big TV. I haven't tried it handheld yet. I think it just looks so good playing it on the TV. It's beautiful, yeah. I haven't played it handheld yet either, but... Um, the, the other thing I like, the map doesn't feel like it's too big. The map seems somehow, when you look at it, it kind of... My stomach's <laughs> making all kinds of noises. I don't know. Like, I can't decide if it looks big or small. Like, it seems like it's big, but then once you actually start traversing it, you go like, like, oh, I've covered most of the distance. You go, like, four screens over in, like, Five seconds. I'm like, well, that was right. weird. And you're like halfway across yeah. the map all of a sudden. So I don't think it's that big of a map. However, when you think back to this is basically a shot for shot remake of a Game Boy game. Yeah. You're like, how 
I don't know how they ever made this game on Game Boy. Right. Like, this game is way closer to Link to the Past than yep. it is Zelda 1. And it has no business being that close to Link to the Past when it's on the Game Boy. Like, it's unbelievable what they managed to do on that system. Did you know, originally this game, they were going to make a Link to the Past remake for Game Boy. And while they were like scoping this out, they were doing all this fun, stupid stuff like the Goombas and the Piranha Plants and the Bow Wows and all this other stuff. And they were just like, well, we can make Zelda on the Game Boy. What the hell? Let's just make our own game. Really? And they said, yeah, go ahead and do it. Wow. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I if I put a number on it, it's not perfect. But right now, I mean, I feel like it's a 9.5. Like, it's it's up there. Yeah, it's with in the, that 9 to 9.5. It's not a 10. But it's fantastic. I don't think I'll end up liking it more than A Link to the Past, second favorite game of all time, so that's a lot to overcome. Link to the Past or Link Between Worlds. Link Between Worlds are my two favorite top-down Zelda games. Well, no. Wow. Wow. That was a Freudian slip. It's better than Zelda 1. Oh, really? I mean, it doesn't mean I'm going to rank it higher. I'm not going to say that it's not. But but it doesn't mean I'm going to rank it higher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's one of those, yeah. But I mean, it's at least a 9 out of 10. IGN gave it a 9.4 out of 10. That feels about right. Metacritic, last time I looked, was like an 88. Seems like it's going to settle there. I don't have any qualms with that. Um, game this year is going to be fun. Because really, right now, it comes down to two games. Yeah. And the more I see about Death Stranding, the more and more I'm starting to get hype for this again because we actually see what combat looks like in this game. Did you see Kojima had the, the, the tweet or the quote or something? like, the game gets r- changes. Of course, the tinfoil hats are latching onto this. Halfway through, the game really changes. I think what that means is it gets way more action-focused. And then Metal Gear shows up. And- of course. <laughs> and Gray Fox jumps out, and he's like, I'm Lisa from, Silent- from PT and whatever. Uh Jedi, but that's it. That's that's the only things left to come this year that can challenge RE2 and this for me. I think at the end of the day, this will be... I can't see this being lower unless Death Stranding or Jedi blow me out of the water. I don't know how this is any lower than 2. Yeah. You know? I just... I absolutely love this game. I, it's like I was trying to... Part of me was like, I want to just marathon through this and rush through this so I can beat it and talk about it. But I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And that now that I know what the seashells actually do, I'm like... Okay, I'm probably, because I think I'm ready, I think I know where I need to go with the ghost boy to get him away from me. And I'm assuming once I do that, they'll give me a key that gets me into the next dungeon. But then after that, I think I'm just at the point now where I'm like, I have no shame. I'm just going to look up a seashell guide. Because I want the, it's the Koholint sword. Okay. There's no master sword in this. It's called I'm going to try to get, I, I might be at 15. Maybe I'm only 13 or 14. I don't know. I want to try to get to 15 legitimately. So that I can get that tone, and then I'm going to try to find them all on my own. If I can get to 15 on my own, I think I'll get them all on my own. Um, one of my only real issues with the game, and I may be way off base here, but it almost seems like the... I know this is going to come as a big surprise. I don't know the first thing about video game design. However, to me, it seems like the issue should be creating, like, the technical creation of this game. 
you've created this, I don't want to say new engine, but like this whole new graphical style. Part of me just wishes you would have just done this and just made a new game. Or at least done a quasi-new game like they did with Link Between Worlds, where it's like set in the same world. Like That's one of the main things I think this game suffers from, is like I said before, that it definitely feels like an old game with a very beautiful fresh coat of paint on it. But like there are some things that probably made sense 25, 30 years ago that don't really make as much sense now to do in a game. And the way this game plays out, if I remember correctly, I don't know how you really... I don't think you can do a true sequel to this game like they did with Link to the Past. But what was the last brand new, and I'm not counting A Link Between Worlds, brand new top-down Zelda game. Do you want to count Spirit this? Tracks? I was going to say, if you want to count those, it's those. Spirit Tracks was pretty bad, the little I played of it. I forget which came Phantom, first. Spirit Tracks was second. Phantom okay. Hourglass was okay. It had some weird gameplay mechanics. Then it's Min- Minish Cap. Yeah, and before that it was probably Minish Cap, mm-hmm. which is a great game. Yeah. Just make a brand new top-down Zelda game. Yeah, I, I do think this, it kind of reminds me of Metroid Samus Returns, where you're cre- yes. you're recreating yes. a Game Boy game that was super limited. I think this, I will say, this is better than Samus Returns. But it's the same kind of thing, like you're still trapped in the trappings of a game that was yep. made 26 years exactly. ago. But... Because I've never, I've never, like I said, I played this game for like an hour, hour and a half, maybe in the past. I probably put five, six hours into it now, something like that. It it feels like a new Zelda game to me, but it's clearly not a new top down Zelda game. Right, like what they did with this game when it was on Game Boy was like, how did they ever pull this off? Yeah. And now it's like twenty five something years later, and it's like, well, here's that same game, but it looks prettier it looks beautiful now but here's that exact same game and i don't want to sound like i'm harping on this game because i really really enjoy it but it's like part of me just wishes if you're going to go through all that trouble give us a brand new zelda game or don't make it a shot for shot screen for screen remake of the original just build on it a little bit like you know all the levels don't need to be laid out exactly the same way like I think they could have done a little more. I think when it all comes down to it, that's my biggest gripe about this game. But it's still easily a 9 out of 10. Again, it's also what you're saying reminds me of what I want. It's going to break my heart for Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. Is I don't I want a shot-for-shot shot remake of the cutscenes. I want them to remake the rest of the game. Like they did right. RE2. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like RE2 set the, the, the blueprint for well just think of like the re1 remake or i mean yeah even re2 remake like it's very much a remake of that game but they took that and went above and beyond they didn't just make that same game but in today graphics like they redid that whole game a reimagining of that game from the ground that's what i would have liked to have seen yeah but it's also like going back to metroid thing i would have rather them made a i I love samus returns because i never played metroid 2 but it got pretty repetitive towards the end until you got some yeah. of the actual bosses towards the end of the game. And then the final boss fight was awesome. And it was just, I didn't see it coming. Um, 
I would have definitely rather had a new side-scrolling Metroid game than that. I still appreciate it because we it was right. the first side-scrolling Metroid game since we guessed since 04, I think. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. And yeah, we haven't had a 2D or a, I should say top-down Zelda game since 2013. So I'm super happy for it. And and now I feel like I'm now I feel like I'm talking like I'm down on this game. I'm not. No, it's easily a 9 out of 10. Yeah. But it could have been a 10 out of 10 if they just would have not I don't want to sit here and say it's not worth $60, but the fact that it is just a complete remake. I mean, I don't even want to say remake. It's they yeah, it's I guess they remade the game. Yeah, it's a remaster. It seems it feels like it should be $40. I do appreciate the 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 oh, what's the phrase? quality of life additions that they made to it to where obviously you don't have to equip your sword and your oh my shield. god you had to equip like the power bracelet before in order to be able to pick stuff it's up horrible you had to equip the boots you had to it was so weird yeah yeah they definitely they definitely got that right but the only also they, how did they get it well i mean that's all they could do before yeah they had this. no options you just but then what they should have done in the original game boy game was you have your sword is b your shield just it's like Zelda one. If you're not yeah. attacking, you're guarding. So you never have to worry about equipping your shield. That would have made it a little bit easier. But yeah, if you're going back and forth like I need to jump over this pit, now I need there's an Octorok there, so I need to jump over this and as soon as I land I had need to unequip my shield and equip or unequip my rock's feather and equip my shield. Like Yeah. I that's why before this game came out, anybody that says that's their favorite Zelda game, I think you need your head checked. Like Yeah. Yeah, I'm not hating on it or anything, but like it's amazing what they were able to do on the Game Boy, but you can't say that that's the best or your favorite Zelda. I mean, you can. It's your personal opinion. Yeah. I just can't imagine anybody saying Link's Awakening on the Game Boy is their favorite Zelda game ever. There are five, six games that are been Zelda games that are better than it, at least, I would say. Right. All right. Link's Awakening. I'm sure we'll talk more next week once we both beat it. Sean, you want to get the news of the week? Let's do it. E3 is changing for 2020. This comes from IGN. The Entertainment Software Association is hoping to turn E3 2020 into a, quote, fan, media, and influencer festival that would feature, quote, cutainment. Yes, and a Disney Fast Pass style system. As reported by GamesDaily.biz, the ESA's plans were revealed in a pitch deck intended for the lobbyist group's members that was inspired and in response to, quote, feedback from publishers. The ESA proposes that influencers and paid celebrities play, paid celebrity deals become more of a focus, with examples including, quote, members of the Los Angeles Lakers playing a basketball video game in front of fans or actors competing in a tournament, end quote. I'm going to stop you right now. This sounds awful. Crap. Like... Who is wanting this? Who would see the sentence proposes that influencers and paid celebrity deals become more of a focus? Are there really people that want this? I think this sounds horrible. I think people that said E3 has kind of jumped the shark nailed it. Well, this all sounds terrible, but continue. so they would also be a, they the ESA membership approved adding an additional 10,000 badge holders for gamers. This would bring the total number of consumers up to 25,000 and would potentially lead to an industry only day on the Tuesday before the public games access on Wednesday and Thursday. 
These 10,000 gamer badge attendees wouldn't make E3 anywhere near one of the biggest shows in the world. As Nico Partners senior analyst Daniel Ahmad notes that E3 2019 saw 66,000 people attend compared to 373,000 that went to Gamescom. The plan also proposed that a Disney FastPass-style system be implemented that would allow users to, quote, register for a demo time window and come back later to avoid waiting for hours for a single game. That doesn't mean there won't be long wait times, though. The ESA hopes to incorporate Qtainment to, quote, market to those in line. This would allow for E3 exhibitors to have, to, quote, have access to consumer data captured through the app or have a captive audience as people wait in line for demos. The pitch also discusses utilizing the power of social good. What the hell does that mean? And <laughs> Frank quote, suggests exploiting millennial and Generation Z propensity for giving back. So we're going to try to milk these little millennials for everything they've got while they're waiting in line. It also proposes experience hubs in the West Hall, exclusive appointment-only activations for select attendees who will create buzz and FOMO. And paid media partnerships that would enable the ESA to control content and messaging. These changes and more are all in response to changing landscape of the video game industry that allow publishers to hold their own events as to not be drowned out by the deluge. Do you say deluge? Yes. Of news from an event like E3. They're also being put in place to combat such happenings as Sony slash PlayStation not attending the show and Microsoft mostly holding its own events at the Microsoft Theater across from LA Live. The plans, however, do not go into detail about the leak of over 2,000 media attendees' information, how the ESA is ensuring that the data of those attending is safe and secure. So, E3 and the ESA sound incredibly desperate to me. But, I don't know how they think that this is the answer. This sounds awful. Like, this makes it sound worse, like... And you're and you're gonna let ten thousand more people come in so they can sit in line and watch cutainment? Who the hell you know somebody was sitting in a boardroom with a bunch of old white dudes and somebody said, I don't know, I mean they're waiting in lines, which are cute let's call it line tainment. That's not, line tainment, that sounds stupid. What's another name for line? Well you wait in a queue. Cutainment? Cutainment. By God almighty just that's some put some beef on it. Whatever. <laughs> like this sounds horrible. This sounds terrible. Like E3 is one of those things that was kind of, I mean, even saying bucket list is Mm -hmm. putting too much praise on it, but like something that I think would have been cool to experience, but at the same time, like if I really wanted to go, I would have by now. Like it just doesn't, it just sounds like I'd much rather just sit at home and just watch it than go there and experience it. And that was before. Uh, Nothing they've done would make me want to go more now. Yeah, and then you hear this talk about like paid partnerships and stuff, and I'm like, <sighs> people already had to have to sift through so much BS when it comes to, especially YouTubers more than anything. Not like IGNs. I mean, they they have sponsored stuff. They'll they'll tweet out hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored, whatever. But you already have to like look if like randomly like I, I follow like Vanoss Gaming on YouTube. And then randomly he'll play some game I've never heard of. And if you look at his Twitter, he's like, I'm playing dib to dib the hashtag ad. I'm like, okay. So you don't care anything about this game. They paid right. you to do it. You know, it's. Uh, it, it sounds terrible. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not like I was planning on going to right. E3 2020 anyway, but like, no, uh, this sounds awful. No, none of this sounds good. I agree. 
Next up, last item on the news, because it's been a very slow week. Google has announced a new Stadia bundle. This comes from IGN. A new bundle is now available at the G Store, which will replace the previously announced and available Google Stadia Founders Edition. Google confirmed to IGN that as of September 18th, the Stadia Founders Edition, which included the exclusive Night Blue Stadia controller, is now largely sold out. It is available in very limited supply in the U.S. and Canada, as well as the U.K., but it's otherwise completely sold out in Europe. They probably allocated like 100 of these things. Instead, what will be available to those looking to purchase a Stadia bundle ahead of the game ahead of the game streaming platform's launch is the Premier Edition, which will also cost 129 as the Founders Edition did. Google Stadia's Premier Edition is nearly identical to the Founders Edition. Are you confused yet? This just reeks of like Kickstarter. It's like, oh, we've sold out of these, but now since you're a little bit late to the game, you can pay the same price but get this instead. Get it's a different like, color control. You are Google. Why are you? Uh, this just because they, they, they have no confidence in this stupid thing. A Kickstarter thing to me, and this is by Google. Like, give me a break. The Premier Edition will include the Chromecast Ultra MSRP sixty nine dollars, three month Stadia Pro subscription MRS MSRP nine ninety nine 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 per month, and the Stadia Clearly White controller MSRP for sixty nine dollars. The Founders and Premier Edition, while sharing a price point and largely the same features, come with a couple of differences. The Founders Edition comes with the exclusive Night Blue controller, while the Premier Edition comes with the Clearly White controller. That is just random. Meanwhile, the Founders Edition also includes a Buddy Pass, which allows for Stadia Founders buyers to share three months of Stadia Pro, Google's subscription program for Stadia, with a friend. Additionally, Founders Edition buyers can claim exclusive Stadia users' name, user <laughs> usernames, while Premier Edition buyers will have access to the same username formatting all Stadia members get going forward. So... You can't get custom names, and you can't let your friends try it out. This is stupid of Google. First of all, I don't care about the usernames because I don't give a crap about that. If you still have people that are actually wanting to invest money into this stupid service, you should still let them give their friends a buddy pass so they can sign in and see if they want to buy this stupid thing. Why would you take that away? Because of Google. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. That's that's all. Do you have any... I, I mean, I know the answer. Do you care about Stadia? I do not. I don't believe them that this thing's selling out. I think this this goes back not not the same thing, of course, because Nintendo the, the Wii was in incredible demand. If this thing actually is selling out, it's only because they manipulated the market. Yes, like you said, they probably had like a hundred of these available. Oh, we're sold out now, guys. Sorry, we could just we couldn't keep enough in stock. Like, give me a break. I have yet to see anybody other outside of like big video gaming like clearly paid off people that are at all exciting excited about this like i still go back to have you ever played mario maker online um yeah i've done some like the speed runs and stuff yeah like with other people like co-op i mean oh no 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 so yeah that's what i meant i mean you can do up to four people but even when it's like me and one other person playing like a Mario one level, it's like, but I'm like, if I can't even play Mario one online with another person, why is this that is going to be totally just online and in the cloud? How is this ever going to work? 
It's not. It may work between this person and that person who just happen to have like 10,000 gigabit per second internet and whatever. But like the general public, this is not going to work. No. I don't understand. But it's the same I, thing like kind of even, I mean, a little bit more advanced. But like when I would go online with Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection and play Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yeah. Online. I'm like, oh. this this thing is going to fail. I don't like being a negative Nancy on here, <laughs> contrary to what some people might think. This thing has no shot of succeeding. No. I, I do think I applaud what they're trying to, to do. Yes, yes exactly. I do think it's more or less the way of the future. We're so far away from being there, like yeah. at least five years, I think. Yeah. We don't have the no infrastructure. Shot. Other countries don't have the infrastructure. There's just... And as we talked about in the past, Google, when something doesn't work, they just abandon it. And they say, all right, never mind, yeah. moving on. So if you're going to put money into this thing, just be aware of Google's history and everything. Now it's time for the wrap-up. Batman came to Fortnite. I guess he's like twenty dollars to buy. Or of something. course he is. Gotham City's in the map. Noah was really excited, but I was like, "Did you play as Batman?" He's like, "No, it costs like twenty bucks." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> that's all I needed to know." Is that still technically like in beta or like is this oh, it's even still open at whatever early access? Yeah, <sighs> it's never going to get a full release. But what, I mean, at this point, what does that even mean? I have no idea. Like, you can do updates to games that are out. Like every game gets updates. I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah. Gears 5 was the biggest Microsoft launch since Halo 4. They had over 3 million players in the first weekend. I'm hearing a lot of good things about this. Sounds like a lot of fun. And one of the reasons I really like what I'm hearing is like the campaign is 6 to 8 hours. I'm like, hmm. that's that's what I like. Yeah. So I feel like I could play through all five games in 40 hours or less. Right. Yeah. Which is not too bad at all. Xbox. <laughs> wasn't Bosk. Isn't that Star Wars? Bosk. I have no idea. <laughs> Xbox. I'm tired. Xbox Game Pass updates. It got for this month Bloodstained, Jump Force, and Dirt Rally 2.0. If for some reason you have not played Bloodstained, <laughs> Bloodstained, <laughs> it did it with Blood Money 2. And I did it with Bloodstained when we talked about it. I kept saying everything's blood. I got blunts on the brain. <laughs> Anyways, if you haven't played it yet, go play that game. If you like Metroidvania games, you have to play Bloodstained. I think I got it there right that time. Dragon Quest 1 through 3. Him and Daddy X has crashed. 1 through 3. I didn't know I was that tired. Dragon Quest, when my eyes is <laughs> Dragon Quest 1 through 3 uh, is available on the Switch starting September 27th. These are the original games. They're not remixed or anything from what I can tell. And the Game Awards are officially coming back on December 12th. I'm absolutely shocked. What I'm still wondering, and I don't even know why I'm still wondering, because it's clearly not going to happen. Do we get a PSX this year? And the closer and closer we get to the end this year, I think there's no way. Yeah, I think with every day that goes by where we don't hear anything, it's less and less likely. Yeah, I, I mean, especially with them doing the state of play here, again, as you're watching this either today or it was either today or yesterday. I don't know when I'm this going up. But... um they're not going to reveal the PS5 almost a year before it comes out. They won't do that. It's yeah. going to be February, March, somewhere in there. They'll at least talk about it. They'll be back at E3 next year. They'll blow everything out of the water, and then it'll come out November 20th, 2020. Um, 
But yeah, I don't I mean it's not like we were gonna go anyways, but like I just this has been a tough year to be a Sony fan when it comes to these big events and stuff. Obviously we've had actually we haven't had great games. I didn't care about Days Gone. Death Stranding we'll see. Last of Us is gonna be next year. It's just like I, I've missed Sony's presentations this year. And the two state of plays they've Man. done so far have sucked. Now they've said this is gonna be a brand new presentation style and all this other stuff. I think it's only gonna be about twenty minutes or so. Uh but I don't know. I just, I want PSX to be a thing. I got to think next year it will be right after the PS5. It'll have to be. They yeah. have to do it next year. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's all I got. I ran out of did you knows. Well, you dropped one on this earlier. Yeah, that's true. Oh, also, did you know the reason that they put, uh, oh, crap. What are their names in Link's Awakening? Malin and Talon? Marin and Taryn? Marin and Taryn. No. Yes. Malin and Talon Malin and, and Ocarina Talon, yeah. were just there because they that's why they brought the Ocarina to Ocarina because it was in this thing first, and then they brought Malin and Talon from Marin and Taryn because they were so popular with Link's Awakening. That's why they brought them to Ocarina. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. So there you go. I squeezed in another one. That's it for episode 152. Thank you guys so much for being here. I wish my eye would stop twitching. It's really getting annoying. Speaking of Twitch... You can find us at <laughs> twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op, just like you can find us at nerd901.com. So go over there for all things nerdy in Memphis and around the globe where they're connecting nerds around the Mid-South and the multiverse. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at KevinWhite24. You can find us, too. He's at RealSeanWhite. Together, we're at two-player underscore co-op. Uh, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash two-player co-op if you want to support the boys here at two-player co-op. We would really, really appreciate it. Uh, youtube.com slash two player co-op is the place to go for all the things that are two player co-op in the universe like subscribe share and all that other stuff if you like audio and I know Sean does love audio you can go to Apple Podcasts SoundCloud Google Stitcher and other audio services around the multiverse we have a Facebook page we never update it you know the deal by now Um, what have we been doing for views have people still been going over there we're like two <laughs> Y'all are slacking. It went man. from three down to one, then somebody showed up to get it back to two. I don't know. Why don't you guys go to the page that we never update at facebook.com slash two player co-op gaming? If you somehow get us up to like fifty views, that would be absolutely hilarious. Like hilarious. Yeah, that well that would be, awesome. be that's true too. Um this has been a fun episode. We've really been looking for Link's Awakening to come out. I'm glad there wasn't a lot of news so we could just focus on that. Um come back next week. I'm sure we both would have beaten it by then, unless life um uh um, gets in the way. Um, uh, but until that time, <laughs> Sean, he goes in and drive this way, and then the butterfly flaps its wings in Central Park. It was my turn. Go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing. <laughs>